0: In this episode we're going to be talking about colour psychology. Hi everyone and welcome to So What's Up. This week I am with Jim who has um, returned and Nick who is making his um, podcast debut. We're going to be talking about colour psychology. So Jim, as our resident designer who likes colouring in, as you um, confess yourself, what is color psychology and why is it important?
1: Well, yeah, as uh, everyone likes to say, that I'm a professional color in it. That's good going, isn't it? Um, color psychology and it's massively important, especially like if you're thinking about branding. Your branding isn't just a logo, as we all should know. <laughs> it's uh, you know the, the messaging. Um, it's also the color of it's what we're trying to communicate or what the, the our client is trying to communicate to the customer yeah so it's color in itself is is a language yeah of what we're trying to communicate
0: and I think as well like touching on color it's um it's one of those things that goes into I guess more the more of the emotional side of branding isn't it instead of like the rational side because like you can't rationally put things onto a colour really can you like I know we're trying with like colour psychology but really like it's just um it's just a way to evoke those emotions from people that like really words can't do sometimes or like those kind of like subliminal things that we can't actually measure
1: yeah so if there's some colours that people want to you know to take action you want people to feel calm to, to feel connected to to earth and things like this. There, there are so many different ways of doing this, of of what's loyalty to, to a brand, what's um strong and, and bold. It's um it's it's everything really. if you think about what when you walk into a shop, what's the first thing that you see? Colour. Yeah. When you're picking out your new top, what do you see? Your co- your colour.
0: Well my clothes are mostly black, so I mean, yeah. what does that psychologically say about me?
1: I mean, it says you're kind of dark and <laughs> dark and moody.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I, can, I can take that one. <laughs> Maybe if I've not had my f- seven coffees in the morning to get me awake. <laughs> 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 I,
1: I wear a lot of black. It's just it's not very good in the summer though, is it?
0: No, to be fair, actually, I did look at that because I was quite concerned when I did see the state of my wardrobe a few weeks ago. And apparently if you wear black, then you're actually creative.
1: I'm happy with that. Yeah. I mean I've got <laughs> black, grey.
0: A bit of navy in there for some variation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then and then a bright orange one which I've never worn.
0: Was that the one that I said that you look like a Sainsbury's in it?
1: No. <laughs> no, it's not that one, but I have I have never worn that since. So you're, th- you're very welcome. Yeah, you yeah, thanks for ruining that for me. Nice one.
0: So um in regards to colour then, um, we're saying that it kind of like evokes those emotions for people and um what you kind of do in terms of like the logo and the colors and stuff that you use like both physically and also on web that's why we've got nick here who is our um senior web developer he's going to be talking about color and its importance for building your websites
2: it's mostly how brands inherit the colors through the website yeah so things like facebook twitter and linkedin uh Use mostly blue because it, uh, it brings through tru- trust to the brand, and generally the colours that inherit through websites and how brands inherit their their colour schemes really.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense actually, and I d- I didn't fully realise actually that all of the social networking sites do tend to use blue, and um, well all of the big ones that you've just mentioned. But um, before, I think you've touched on then that blue obviously means this and then you were talking about how you can use colour to like manipulate those emotions, Jim, about like if you're wanting people to feel like calm and stuff like that. Um, it all sounds a little bit BuzzFeed quizzy to me at the moment <laughs> in regards to like, oh, tell me how you're feeling and we'll give you a colour. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, if you've, if you've got the psychology to back it up, then I am very much interested to hear more about it, as I am sure are our listeners.
1: I mean... Just as Nick was saying there, so you're talking about your social media, which are actually, they're all blue. So trust, loyalty, knowledge, mm. power, yeah. integrity. If you think about Facebook. Where do you get most of your news from these days? Well, Twitter yeah. and Facebook. Pretty so much, yeah. Knowledge, power. Facebook is <laughs> all about power. Yeah. Because any time that anything else wants to bring something out facebook goes i want it i want to do that as well so Facebook is all about power but then also when you think about um the trust and loyalty so then it's used a lot in technology so if you think about dell h p um vimeo actually is another yeah. one so they yeah. they all use blue um yeah it's it's such a d- a weird one because I mean we, when we back in the early days when I first started graphic design, and I heard someone say, "Oh, I've, I've chosen blue because it, uh, it, it represents integrity," and I was like, "You've chosen blue because you like it, <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's fit." And obviously, then that's ten years ago. And mm-hmm. now, actually, when I'm starting to think about color and emotion, it's definitely like wha- it's one of the first things that I work with.
0: Yeah. No, it's, um, it's good, actually, because I think um, you do tend to gravitate towards certain colours and stuff as well, like, in terms of, like, personally, like, we were just talking about how we prefer, like, kind of muted colours in terms of, like, our wardrobes and stuff, but, like, if you actually asked me what, like, my favourite colour was, it would probably be, like, a really bright, vibrant blue, but, like, I'd never wear it. But like Fun, yeah. Funnily enough,
1: my favourite colour is sky blue. Yeah. Like, I love summer. So the yeah. first thing that you see when you open up the windows is that absolutely luscious blue sky and also, like, the, the light green of if, if the leaves on the trees and things like that. Come to winter, everything's grey. Yeah. It's like, you know, the road's grey, all the trees, there's no leaves on, the sky's grey. The Even ins- the snow's grey. The inside of your car's grey. <laughs> yeah. When you're driving along, just everything is dull. So, yeah, and, that, and that's a funny one because I, I wouldn't really wear a light blue. no. It's a standout colour. Yeah. And sometimes, obviously, it, it comes with, um, a, you know, how you are as a person. Yeah. would, know, You might be a bold person that does like to wear bright colours or someone that tends to want to stay in the background more like me. Yeah. And wear black and grey.
0: Yeah, and Sainsbury's uniforms. And the Sainsbury's
1: uniforms. <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, we're talking about different <laughs> colours then um do you want to just discuss a few big brands like I guess h- kind of how we were doing um I actually saw something um the other day about like how um, most people well most like children uh, like around the 18 month stage have the um like they can recognize the McDonald's logo and um, like the bright vibrant colors of it before they can actually like spell their own name or sometimes even say their own name
1: oh yeah I mean um I mean my son, Charlie, who's two in August, he's a, well he's a bit too smart for his own good, really. <laughs> and it's it's f- frightening. But he will, he can recognise anything. He d- saw a kid wearing a Hey Dougie t-shirt. He's like, <laughs> Dougie, Dougie. <laughs> like yes, all right. But yeah, and then I'm also trying to teach him how to spell his name. He, he recognises letters. Yeah. But by far, he recognises colour. Letters are hard to work with. Yeah. And like his name's Charlie, so you go, Charlie, it begins with a C, K, and you're like, no, but it begins with a ch So how would you t- how would you tell a yeah. would you tell a two year old that?
0: No, but I get it. Yeah.
1: But then working with colours, he tends to go for 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 blue. Oh, okay. Which is alright, you know, that's his favourite colour at the moment. You know, yeah. it's it's an odd one of we're, we're drawn we're drawn to colours.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, like, um, it's really hard to think, isn't it? Like, I guess kind of what draws you in more. Like, thinking about it now, I'm definitely drawn to brands with, like, elements of, like, um, blue or, like, red. Um, I don't really get drawn to brands with, like, orange in them in terms of, like, it's not something that... I don't know, orange as a colour just doesn't really appeal to me.
1: Yeah, but well, <laughs> orange... Is a colour of joy and happiness.
0: Oh wow! Okay, maybe I am dark. So, so <laughs>
1: maybe you are just dark and moody. Just
0: <laughs> although I was looking at this like kind of like brand resonance type thing, and in terms of like brand, um, like kind of brand attributes that people attribute to like kind of um, the oranges and the yellows, orange and yellow usually signify like cheap.
1: Yes. Yeah. Subway.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You know, well McDonald's you classic.
1: Yeah, do I mean, yeah.
0: It's
1: KFC. I mean KFC is red, isn't it?
0: Oh, is it? So yeah. it's the oh, kind okay. of.
1: That's the kind of color where with reds are not an odd one, because it can be about love. Yeah. Relationships and things like that, and passion It can also be rage. Mm. Warning. It is so. It depends on what message you're trying to give off. And how the actual, the, the customer is feeling. Yeah. And then you get that sort of thing in the middle. So if you've, you need a warning sign, it, it's red. You'd, you've got the message to put across that you need to stop at a stop yeah. sign. And also the customer, well, person driving needs to stop.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So Just it's stop. the
1: message that you are trying to, to give off to, to the viewer.
0: Yeah.
2: That sense of urgency as well isn't it? Yeah. Like cancel or on websites and things as well. Yeah, yeah most yeah, call yeah. to
0: actions actually if you have the call to action in red they have like the highest rate of click through.
1: Yeah yeah exactly so I, I you yeah, know Nick says you know red is cancelled, failed
2: um, It's y- kind y- of a negative contribution yeah. to the action that you've just taken. Yeah, you cancel or you failed. I suppose that it's mostly red. Yeah you've missed a field out. Yeah.
0: Mm. Red, ma- red pen, like Jenny will be getting her red pen out and like telling people that they've, I don't know, put the wrong ver- verbs on their Etsy t shirts.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, t- sh- she's got <laughs> a point. She's got a massive point. So, well, just to go off that, so <laughs> my uh, partner is a French teacher and she's been on Etsy and to see t shirts with French spelling on that are spelled incorrectly. Yeah. And, you know, people buy them. And she feels bad that people are walking around with the incorrect spelling.
0: Yeah, no, I th- I think that's... Well, it's lack of integrity, really, isn't it, on the seller's part?
1: Well, yeah, it's a bit daft, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? D- the person probably feels incredible. I mean, y- you might not notice. I mean, my French is terrible, so I wouldn't have noticed, but...
0: Maybe don't take them on holiday to France. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you just don't wear these T-shirts <laughs> in France because... Oh, they'll laugh at you. And, you <laughs> know, everyone already hates England y- enough, so...
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Go,
1: go to the Eurovisions, get zero points, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no Yeah, you, you don't right. want to turn
1: up with incorrect spelling and be proud of it. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, feeling like you've made an effort. <laughs> yeah. So... um I guess we've all got like kind of we've all heard the story as well about like how Google was doing like AB testing with like different shades of blue to w- make like to kind of like measure the ones that people were like clicking on the most and this like AB testing led on for 2 years and um I know that like it's kind of like a well-known story and an anecdote now in marketing but like honestly do you think that's overkill?
1: Yes and no. Um like I say, c- color is a massive part. So, t- to me, I'd be more attracted to a light blue. Okay. So, I don't actually know what the outcome of that was. I, c- I can't remember myself.
0: I can't remember the outcome of it. I can just remember the story that like they were testing all of these different shades of blue. So I guess, and that even brings into the question: like you've got all of these different colors, but then you've got the different shades of the colors.
1: Yeah, that's annoying.
0: Yeah. And do the different shades mean different things? Like, how do you. Is like, a light blue more happy and chirpy than a dark blue? Because I'd wear a dark blue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's interesting, actually, because I don't know if it's just the last couple of years, but Facebook have actually been increasing the lightness of their shade of blue that they've been using. Yes, ah, okay, yes yeah. they
1: have. Yeah, because it used to be a dark blue. It it mm. even dark even blue? Did it have a, a sort of gradient in it as well? Yeah. And now it is a, a very light blue. Twitter is a very light blue. Yeah. Whereas LinkedIn is actually it's a dark blue, so maybe the, the lighter blue is, is more friendly. And the darker blue is more professional.
0: Well, in terms of like professional B2B sites, the most used colour for B2B is blue. So you can kind of see how like LinkedIn works in that way and it has like pulled that through. And then the use of their colour as well with like the gold LinkedIn logo for the premium users that spend like, I don't know, fifty pounds a month on I don't know extra insights and things like that. Like it kinda gives them like a sense of prestige because they get this like gold badge.
1: Well yeah, I mean um that that is what gold is, you know, it's luxury. Mm. So if if you do want a, a prestigious size that you, you would go for for gold. Maybe well, bronze, silver, gold, you know, when you n- you have your, your different packages, you know, your yeah. bronze is it's all right. Silver, yeah, it's even better. Your gold is prestigious luxury
0: yeah no it makes a lot of sense actually but I think um you've hit on something there Nick with like how these websites um and these brands are like kind of gradually increasing them because obviously from like a brand point of view they can't just like change it overnight because like we'll see it and you can see like you could see the backlash you know when Instagram changed their new like icon and the logo and the app had like an update and it just like completely threw everyone for a while Like, I actually like the new, well, the newer one that we've got now, because it is more vibrant, and it's got that gradient in there, and it kind of, it has those hints of orange and purple in there, and, like, obviously, orange means, like, creativity, and, like, you said, joy and happiness, and purple has that kind of, like, regal effect to it, and um, that kind of, like, lusciousness that really, like, it didn't have before, so... I quite like it, but I think in terms of, like, managing change for people, people don't like change.
1: It's a, Yeah, it's a very yeah. s- tough one to handle, really.
0: So I think, yeah, like, mentioning how Facebook has, like, had to gradually increase, like, the gradient of the blue that they've got in there to kind of, like, keep that brand resonance and to, like, kind of keep people happy. And I think also as well, like, just it just shows how, like, kind of sly Facebook is and how, like, kind of – they really do take into consideration like the minute detail because like I'd be sat here thinking like oh it's just a bit lighter like it doesn't really matter too much but actually like they've strategically increased the gradient and increased like more light into it over the space of a few years so it obviously means a lot to their brand to get the color of that blue right. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's interesting actually because uh, Facebook and. LinkedIn have both removed the solid header color mm. so it's now more of a white background header with the logo in the color
1: Yeah, it's making everything more more clearer Yeah, it's simplifying everything though as well yeah so before everything had gradients everything had a pattern in it so if you think about Instagram and how the layout used to be yeah now it's thin lines like light gray everything's simplified but w- yeah, with the logo, it is that when you have a sudden change, but when you have such a drastic change, that's when people have have that opinion. But also when you when you are a company like Instagram, that everyone is on every single day, you are a trendsetter. Yeah. So give it a month, and everyone thinks actually, yeah, it's pretty mint. Yeah. You know, yeah, you you just have to get used to it. And that's a difficult thing sometimes of even designing something new for a, for a client. It that d- the d- d- it's especially when they've got an emotional attachment. Yes. To the previous brand. It's difficult for them to come away from it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I've done quite a lot of work with clients like both here and in the past as well around like kind of the colors and stuff that we've used and um I guess like rebranding is always difficult because obviously agency side we always have like a vision of how great it could look and um kind of like the creative vision of it all and how it's all going to work and how it's all going to be magnificent and what we actually have to do is like ground ourselves because you've got senior stakeholders in-house that obviously like they're some of them are really attached to the brand others might be not attached to it and be those kind of like militant change makers in there that have like commissioned the agency and there's a lot of like internal politics at play but then you've got to take into consideration like the actual customer base like what do they want what do they resonate with and is anything that they're doing going to upset what the actual customers want and then the agency has to be that kind of like impartial person that can like push back and really champion the customer and make sure that they're the ones that are ultimately being served and I think that's the job of a good agency in regards to like sticking up for like the customers and making sure that the people in-house like don't get swept away by everything going on and we actually think of the people wanting it and I think colour can play a lot into that especially if like we're working with b2b brands and they're so used to like the kind of like dark blues or like uh, some might think they're adventurous because they've got like a splash of green in there but actually like we all know that if they're a kind of environmentalist or a more academic business, it's hi- like highly likely they will have green in it. So it's actually like, okay, well, we don't want to completely disrupt what people associate with your colour, but, like, come on now, like, you y- y- you b B2B and you're blue, like, that's not going to make you stand out, is it?
1: Uh, yeah, and th- this is something that you need to look at your competitors. Yeah. Have a look at what colours they are. If You've got whole list of blue do something a bit different be bold be brash yeah you know
2: you could also go the opposite way and go for neutral palette like black and white and then you give sh- your brand color as an accent color yeah and, and then you bl- can change that regularly black and without and white affecting your whole brand
1: black and white is always a good choice if you think about all the sports brands mm. and even all the car logos at the moment they've gone very simple yeah like a, a black logo it's you can recognize it from the logo and now it's just black on white yeah puma nike adidas black on white but also i mean with their logos they, they do change them so if you had a, a, a t-shirt that was based on italy
0: yeah you
1: know it's but you can base it on the the colors of their flag
0: Yeah it's good though because like that just goes to show like how these international brands really do drill down into the details for like their kind of like target market audiences because ultimately like they have all of these different people and all over the world especially but then they've got these like national markets and these like localized markets that they really do have to make sure that they keep on top of them because there's only so much weight that a brand like Adidas like the name of it and like the kind of resonance that you have with it can carry you also do have to solve those problems and like kind of initiate that need from those localized markets and you can only do that if you speak directly to them
1: exactly That's well
0: put. so colors then i hear you've got a bit of a surprise quiz for us
1: i have so velspar paint i don't know if you've ever used it nope right there, there <laughs> are millions and millions of colors. Okay, but obviously, how do you, do you, do you give a name a color? I mean, I don't actually know what their process is of giving it a name to to the color, but from the colors that I've got, I'm going to give you the name, mm-hmm. and I want you to guess what color it is.
0: How specific do we have to be?
1: Not not too specific. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to say like fuchsia. Y- yeah, you know, just could do. Pink. Like maybe maybe a light pink. Dark Ooh, okay. Pink, yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna start off with what I think are actually quite quite good names for the colours. Okay. So first one, jam jar.
0: I'm gonna go red I think for that one.
2: go for a deep red, dark red.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well Nick, yeah, black a, a deep deep red. Ooh, okay. So that's nice one, yeah. That was all right, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I was going to go strawberry red, but, I mean, that's not really a thing, is it?
1: But <laughs> 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 well, it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> the bright, vibrant red, isn't it, that you do yeah. get on the strawberry, so, yeah. Right, the next one, sweet pea in a pod.
0: Oh, that's got to be green. It's
2: got
1: yeah. to be green, hasn't I it? See? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. It's green. Right, next one, bee's knees. Ooh.
2: Honey, yellowy kind of colour.
0: See, you'd say that. Because like yeah, bees are kind of like vibrant and yellow, but isn't a bee's knee technically black?
1: Yeah, but you know when <laughs> you like jump into a flower and you get covered in nectar and all that. All right, okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, that,
1: that, that, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Well, that's what I thought when I saw it. Anyway, bee's knees. So next right with that. Okay. Yellow. That's nice one. It's all right. It's a bit of healthy competition. <laughs> next one. Cool box.
0: Blue. Like a light, icy blue.
2: Very specific. Yeah. Go for mid blue. Like a cool box lid.
1: Cool box lid. <laughs> that, that's the colour <laughs> I thought, you know, when you go on holiday <laughs> in the 90s <nineties> of your <laughs> mum and dad and your dad takes that massive cool box <laughs> yeah. for, for all your Capri sons. Yeah, that blue. Yeah, that's that's the cool box blue. I like that. Next one, just because I'm obsessed with Batman and I love the fact that this one is called Gotham City.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with a deep charcoal grey. like
1: right, Very black. Black, black. Black, right, black, black, <laughs> black, 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 black. <laughs> Does it come in black? Right. Chelsea is the winner. Yes. A dark, a dark grey. Right, now these ones... <laughs> these ones are just a bit daft.
0: Right, okay. I'm <laughs> 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 looking forward right. to these ones. So the next
1: one is planet fever.
0: Ooh, okay. I had... Um, Kind of like a neon purple type vibe for that one.
1: Oh, any reason why?
0: I don't know. I think it just reminded me of like a really tacky nightclub, <laughs> <laughs> like Planet Fever, <laughs> where shots are like one pound <laughs> fifty.
2: probably say like a mixture of like a green and blue, like a strange mix of colours that you can get sometimes.
0: Is that like a teal colour?
2: Well, like a more like a metallic kind of...
0: Oh, okay, metallic.
2: Oh, both getting very specific now, it's good. Right,
1: well, you're both wrong, because it's like a deep red. All oh, right, right, okay. Sort of like Planet Mars sort of colour.
0: Oh, like when a fever comes across, like it sweeps the world, obviously, like, like coronavirus, what and it's I like I red. D- I don't know. Warning.
1: Planet fever. It's a deep red, apparently. Mm,
0: okay.
1: Alright, next one. Slice of heaven.
0: Ooh. White. I'd go for, like, a really nice dusty pink.
1: Again, very wrong. Both. It's um like a quite a light blue, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Slice of heaven, you think, up in the sky, light blue.
0: I was just uh, thinking p- of cotton candy.
1: I was thinking <laughs> clouds. <laughs> 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 Next one, tempest teapot.
0: Tempest teapot.
1: Temp- tempest teapot.
0: Well, the tempest is like a big storm, isn't it? So I'm gonna kinda go with like a grey again. But maybe like not a deep grey, maybe like a kind of a soft grey.
2: Probably like a mid grey, like a dark cloud kind of grey. I I'm referring to clouds again, but
0: to be <laughs> fair, you you've done both you've <laughs> both
1: done pretty well there. it's, it's actually quite a dark grey. Oh, okay. So As dark
0: as off. Gotham or not as dark as Gotham?
1: It's darker than Gotham, Ooh, okay. which which I'm not happy about. <laughs> I think Gotham City needs to be a dark grey.
0: Yeah, I think it needs a bit of Tempest in there.
1: It does. I'd, yeah, swap them over. All right, next one. Eagle's Mark. I don't know how you name that one, Eagle's Mark, but...
0: Oh, I don't know.
2: I'd probably go for like a yellow beak colour for the eagle.
0: Like a kind of tawny brown maybe, like the kind of colour that like... The carpet was, I guess, in the seventies.
1: Well, oh, so yeah, I would have thought that. So if you think of an eagle, it's you know a, a deep brown, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The feathers, or you know, like a golden eagle. You're gonna see something
0: like pink now, aren't you?
1: It's it's green. Right. It's like a like a very mid green. I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Felspar. Answers on a postcard, please. <laughs> yeah. And right, the last one. Oh, okay. Safe haven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is really me. Safe haven. I've
1: just, oh, I've just put the paper down. I, I didn't <laughs> see <laughs> it. I
0: didn't see it. Um, I don't know.
1: It's a it's a weird one, isn't it? It's safe haven because yeah. it's got nothing really that you can associate with the colour.
0: Yeah, and also as well, like I don't really know what a safe haven is. <laughs> like I don't feel like I've ever been to one.
2: I'd probably <laughs> say like a bluey kind of colour. With the trust element coming through.
0: Maybe you're well, like,
2: like s- yeah, safe, yeah. trustworthy.
0: I'm just gonna go with white because I'm just coming up blank.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a very light blue.
0: Oh, okay. Nice one, Nick.
1: Uh, yeah, it's actually quite a whitey blue. So I a bit of blue to what you said, you, yeah, you're spot on. Yeah. you t- said white, well, so you're not, actually, so. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so I'll take that back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think um, when it comes to actually, like, looking at colours and the way that they evoke feelings, there's obviously somewhere, like, um, I guess it's, like, social conditioning as well, isn't it? Like, we're kind of all, like, kind of socially conditioned, like, Valentine's Day is red and, like, but then again man united's red and that's because like they had that kind of like um that really nice forward attacking and they just used to be really aggressive with their play and um that sort of thing as well and um, but then it also means stop so how can you have a football team that's like really aggressive and going for it when red means stop as well like it just really doesn't make sense it,
1: yeah it uh, it depends on where your emotion is mm. doesn't it because red can also mean like take action so you walk in through the shops and for sale, 50% off. Yeah. What colour would you use? Red. You, you, yeah. You want yeah. people to walk in. Although now, obviously, I mean, I'd, I walked past one, it was just like blue, but I didn't notice it. Yeah, but you you walk don't. past the next one, which, you know, Sports Direct closing down sale, it's been closing down for 10 years, <laughs> but still yeah. but still, it's bold red, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Like the DFS sale that's just like perpetually a sale.
1: Yeah. And all, all the signs that are hanging down from the ceiling are predominantly red.
0: Yeah, th- that you would say. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because like looking to like kind of our branding as well, like especially at the moment, it's just like black, white, and red. Mm. And um, I guess kind of like it. It kind of makes sense for agencies to have that kind of like black and whiteness because that way then people can kind of like visualize their own branding and like what the agency can do for them. And, like, you kind of almost need to come across as, like, a, a blank slate when you want to attract brands that, like, have that aspiration because you can't make it all about you.
1: Yeah, and you don't really want to at- attach some emotional colour to it. Yeah. It, it's, it's difficult, especially for an agency, because you're providing a service. Yeah. Ra- rather than, you know, providing a specific product.
0: Yeah, and I it. think, like, it's when you've kind of got like um b2c consumers and stuff like you can almost kind of play on that because like if we're talking about like our needs and stuff as people you've obviously got like food um reproduction and like um the need for safety if all of those needs are met then you kind of don't have as strong emotional pull so things like mcdonald's when like they're selling that food and like they create that urgency around it with the red and like the fast food nature of it and like the yellow to evoke like happiness and things like that it's almost kind of like already alluding to that instant gratification that you're going to get it and you're going to get it quickly
1: yeah it, it, it is about the quick service isn't it yeah uh, and also when you're driving down the motorway if you see a red sign it's usually a warning yeah. you see the mcdonald's which is bold red
0: with hints um, of yellow
1: with a hint of yellow of happiness get your happy meal in yeah you know but um kfc with the white background and then it's red yeah so like
0: stops you in your tracks doesn't it and i think like um have you watched the film about um the founder the mcdonald's founder
1: no i haven't actually
0: so that's a really really good one there's like a scene in it where he's talking about like well he's driving around in his car and there's a bit of a montage and um he's like talking about like how every single town has like a church and a courthouse and they have these like emblems of um like what they are so like the church has the cross and then like um, the courthouse has the flag and he wants to create this like kind of visionary experience that is McDonald's so that like you kind of drive past it and like you can kind of it's like a beacon that brings you together and um, he goes through all of these things and it's like oh yeah church courthouse community McDonald's needs to be in with that and it's just—it was just super interesting. And then they chose like yellow to bring that actually to life to be like a shining beacon of like all of this that was bringing it together. Such a good film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but um, yeah, I've been told it's—it's it's actually quite good. To me, it doesn't sound like it. How would you make a film about McDonald's?
0: It is really good to be Um, fair but I think it just depends on what you're interested in and if you are kind of like um, into the kind of like how do you build a business type thing like another film that I really enjoyed was Joy you know the one about like the woman who started JML and like the mops and stuff but it just depends there was nothing about colour psychology in that film though so I won't talk about that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That was for another
1: podcast. JML it's everywhere though isn't it?
0: But yeah, I think um, in regards to colour, did you have any points that you wanted to share about web, Nick?
2: It, it's mostly already, yeah, spoken about it with that the colour of buttons and that those sort of thing and the trust element. Um, another thing is uh, avoid colours like the heavy use and ma- max th- th- three band colours and maybe two accent colours. Yeah. I don't use too many colours on the website because it would be too busy.
0: That's a good point, actually. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, how many colours is too much? That's a very good question. Because I'm quite minimalistic, and I'm going to happily put it out there. I believe that the best-looking brands have no more than three, and two of those are kind of secondary colours, and they lead with one primary. Yeah,
1: I was or going to say two, two to three. Yeah. then, as well, if you...
0: Because um. especially, like, because when I think about colours and stuff, like, I think about how it's going to give us the freedom and flexibility to be creative on social. So, for example, like, um, like with us, we're heavily black and white, and then we've got red. And that actually gives us enough to play about on, really, because we've got, like, the different shades of red, and we can, like, incorporate shadow work into, like, the graphics that we create for social. And they are quite good graphics. Like, they're visually striking. Whereas, like... If we muddied that any further, I don't think I'd be very happy with them.
1: No, you, you do have like you, I'd say two to three colors, and then also you have secondary colors as highlights. Mm. So uh, I follow a guy on Instagram called Dame Walker,
0: yeah, he's great.
1: My days, he's an absolute genius, yeah, he, he like he is, and um, so he has. Even though he's given a message with all of his messages that he does on Instagram, he has a branding colours it's so like yellow, black, and he's, he uses a, a soft pink, yes, so his yellow is well yellow and black are his predominant colours, yeah, but then twenty percent of the time it'll just throw in that pink, yeah, just to sort of soften the blow a bit, which i I think is it 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 works. And and when he's saying that to you, and I always say, I practice what you preach, and then actually I'm scrolling through his Instagram, I'm like, oh, yeah. He's actually using that pink as, like, minimal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'd say.
0: Yeah, I think they work the best, because I think in terms of, like, websites, especially when we get to, you know, like, kind of content-heavy ones or e-commerce ones, you don't want to put too much colour on there, because it's going to distract from either the content that you're putting on there to... um, I guess, like, tell the story or, like, sell the service or the e-commerce where, like, your ultimate goal is really to get someone to go to the checkout, isn't it? And if you're going to make it, like, an all bells and whistles site that detracts from that, it's going to be difficult to ultimately complete it. But then, for example, because we've just launched Waterworld's website and, like, that's, like, an incredible website that we had to take into consideration, like, the whole Inca theming that they have, like, there at the park and create that experience, that physical experience digitally. We had to be a bit more playful, didn't we? But if you look on that, it still is consistent, and it's consistently green.
1: Yeah, it's. When you think about Inca, when it's the high hills of Peru, yeah, and things like Machu Picchu, Machu Picchu, <laughs> it there's a lot of green. Yeah. So you, although you're on on water slides and everything's plastic, and it's, it's you know, in a warehouse, but obviously they've, they've <laughs> yeah. decorated it, though, haven't they? You have yeah. to decorate it. It's
0: but beautifully styled.
1: When you, when you go into a theme, yeah, obviously you want your website, they you wanted the website to match. Of all yeah. these bright kids, obviously with Waterworld, it's aimed at families. Yeah, so parents,
0: kids. like, you and Charlie would sit there, and you'd, like, before you went, you'd show him, like, the website, like, oh do you want to go there? Like, oh maybe when he's a bit older, you can actually speak and be like, yeah, <laughs> but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, t-
1: he'd probably lo- he probably he loves swimming, so <laughs> he'd probably love it. But, I mean, I'm not going to throw him down a space ball on his own.
0: <laughs> no, not just yet. <laughs> Wait till he's five.
1: Yeah, d- uh, I think Jenny would have a few words to say <laughs> to him there. And so would social services. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> but, anyway.
0: But, no, I think, um, yeah. What's your what's your opinion, Nick? Um, do you have um, an b- opinion on colours on websites in terms of how many is too much?
2: I'd say to stick to two or three kind of website. Yeah. Maybe the odd accent colour, like we've spoken like, generally with rent and that sort of things. Uh, mostly you can use images as the colour and just stick to black and white, maybe the theme. Yeah. Like a neutral theme colour and then you just let the images do the talking with the co- with brand colours. Yeah.
1: yeah. A funny one, actually, um, one of our current clients of Guild, Guild Living, so their predominant colours are the gold, the black, and the white, but then they have secondary colours, but they've got eight. So they've got four really bold colours, but then also of those colours, they've got four muted. So they've got a bold orange, bold green, bold pink, bold blue, but then they've also got those colours very muted, Yeah, and it's where they use them. So those bold colours... Do you want them all to each message to stand out differently? So yeah. that's where you've got the pink, the blue, the orange, the green in in different ways. Yeah. But then maybe if you've got so that you want to get that message out more than the ones that are muted.
0: But that makes sense, I guess, with their brand because in regards to like the the black and the white for them for example that shows kind of like the the prestigious nature of the homes that they're going to create for people and like how they're actually like and um, they do have this trust and like they put a lot of thought into like the kind of challenging brand that they are and then because of that challenging brand that wants to like reinvent the later living space and how people view old people and like the kind of third stage of life having those bold colors to show that old people can be bold and like they're still vibrant and still full of life it makes perfect sense. So I think yeah, it's definitely. Like the f- a lot of that, it make it does make sense in terms of them. So yeah, we can sit here and say like... Two or three colours, but then they've got colours. eight
1: secondary colours.
0: I think like some of the things that I've seen in the past as well, like um, and I do think sometimes this can be just a bit like too much, but like when you have kind of like um, a brand and then they separate the services by colours and stuff.
1: Well, I'm currently working on a website now, so it's usually what you do in a catalog so you think of argos yeah so when you go through the sides of the pages they're all color coded so that i don't know like blue was sport or something like that Mm. and green was all your outdoorsy garden things yeah but everything was separated and so in this website that i'm currently doing which is um it sells workwear, it sells um like F- furniture at schools and things yeah. like this, it, and stationery. It it it's so broad. Yeah. That actually, it they do want to separate them. Yeah. And make it easier to notice, but in a way that I'm doing it, I don't like a million colours all together. Yeah. So it's only when you highlight it that then that colour shows. But then yeah. when you go on to that down to that subject, then you, you see more of the colour. Yeah, it's 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 a way of separating.
0: Yes, I get that. I think it's just it depends. You have to be strategic, I guess, in how you do it and how you bring that to life on a page because it can look very overwhelming very quickly.
2: Yeah, and I think
0: the problem that I found with it in the past is that like you almost have to take that care and consideration through into how you're kind of bringing it to life through social media as well because like so for example, if your brand colors are Let's go with black, white, and red because they're ours currently. And then, like, I know if we separated, like, if we gave digital marketing orange because I know I don't like that colour and um,
1: it's happy yeah, and you're not. Yeah, yeah that's pretty <laughs> much.
0: Um, websites can be blue um, and then like I know design can be like red and then like content marketing can be pink. If we just go full out and like kind of put the services out there in their own colors and every time we do a post about content marketing then that doesn't make sense in terms of our brand colors so you have to like pull it through strategically don't you in terms of like still getting like the kind of house colors in uh, like the black white and the red but then how do you get this kind of like niche color through that can like kind of I guess signify the service it's always a problem with social isn't it because you kind of need to keep that consistency up and like that brand awareness because of the type of platform it is but then how do you separate that kind of color strategy into your social posts
1: yeah you could uh,
2: also use that t- to inherit between a website through to products as well yeah so about direct for example I've got the six stages colors. yeah and yep. they inherit that through to the products that are used for that each stage
1: yeah, and it obviously then that helps the customer. The Autobright have diehard fans. Yeah, they, they, you know, the people who place a thousand pounds and you know of orders. They, they, it's a, it's a big brand. Yeah, and you know, it's it's like walking into the shop of separating what you use on your wheels, what you mm. use to wash, decon, um, finish, protect, and there was another one, but I can't remember what it is. But it's if someone wants something for the wheels, yeah. They'll then go to green, yeah. It just it makes life a lot easier.
0: But it's done in a way that doesn't overpower the brand colors, exactly, yeah. And it's minimalistic, and it makes sense in regards to how we do it. So, like with regards to like how you've created it on the packaging and stuff that you do for them. The six steps, it's not like the predominant colour on the logo is like uh, on the background of the label, sorry, is like the colour that it infiltrates to. It's just the text is that colour and the number's that colour and sometimes the outline of like the element is that colour and it's very, very muted, isn't it? It's not like all guns blazing like green bottle.
1: No, no. I mean, I'll, they've um, got the Union Jack flag. They, they, you know, they're, they're very proud of everything being made in the UK. So that plays a a big part in it. But as you say, using that colour softly, you know, it's just at the bottom and it's in a a ribbon behind, it's enough to tell the difference between what's what.
0: Yeah. No, I think when you use it as a categorisation tool, it does work quite well. It's just obviously in the strategy of the brand, it has to be pulled through consistently and there's a lot that you have to do to make it actually work.
1: Yeah. There, d- there is a lot of thought to, to go into color. Yeah, you know we, we say that you, c- you can use two to three colors in the brand, but then actually the the anomaly is that this one can use eight, and this one has got twelve to to to, cat- to categorize each each thing.
0: Yeah I think it just depends on your brand strategy doesn't it really <laughs> and what you actually want so um, yeah I mean we, we can sit here and say that like me personally the less colour the better but I am quite definitely. a minimalistic person anyway like I don't really like clutter and anything that is just too vibrant it almost like kind of overwhelms the brain because it's just too much to go on.
1: Yeah, it but is anything to get the message over to the viewer in the easiest way.
0: Yeah definitely. T- and t- I think They
1: can easily break it down.
0: Yeah and I think when you use color in clean simple ways like that it makes so much sense and especially now because we're just in a complete overload of information age and we've already picked up on that brands are making their logos more simple i think we'll start to see color come into effect a lot more now as well into these kind of like brand strategies and like the creative direction that people are taking themselves in
1: yeah i mean it's it's weird because like so many logos went th- they were simple and then they went into s- so much detail mm. because they all wanted to separate, and now uh, they've all got immense detail, and now they've all come reverted back. Down, back re- yeah, reverted back. You know, especially with like car logos, like I said before, they've all simplified, and uh, they all work. They all, I think they all, they all, they're all great.
0: Yeah, no, I think so too, and I think luxury brands as well are going away from that kind of like heavy typographic font to those more kind of like a a sans serif one now, and it's like a bit more blocky and it's a lot more s- clean and simple. Too much to the point now that I think that a lot of them look the same.
1: Yeah, they <coughs> d- they've all had the same idea. If you think about yeah. all your, all your fashion brands, Calvin Klein and you know your Dolce and Gabbana, d- Burberry, are all, yeah, all of them, d- they're all black and white. Yeah. And they're all very simple, and it's how do you separate those now? Yeah. What the, but they're all they all want to be bold, so that's where you go for the black. On you know the black on the white, so it's it's it they, they do they all do stand out on their own. But then when you, I like it when you go to a, a shop like Asos. Yeah. And you see all the logos on, and they're all so clean. Mm although they've got the same idea they are actually quite different but I just love the fact of how clean they are
0: yeah no it's um I think we're we're in the mist I think aren't we with like a bit of a transition really with like how design and everything is working in like the information age and how it's all being brought together and it's interesting to see that things are getting simplified but the thought that goes into them you can't see it like do you just wish sometimes that you could like all of these logos and stuff and all of these strategies that look super clean and simple but effective you can see the thought behind them because it it brings a lot and it doesn't look like it does but it really does
1: yeah i I like it with with a lot of meaning in it i like it when i see brands that have thought about the color yeah if you know if they want to be I I always ask people like on a scale of professionalism to to friendliness like where are you on that scale? Yeah. With with like y- your messaging, are you going to say hello, or are you going to say a up? Yeah. Or are you going to be sort well of are you. yeah? <laughs> are you, hi? You know, w- w- with you, with your messaging, w- where are you going to be?
0: Yeah.
1: Because then actually, it gives me an idea of where you want to be with color. Yeah. So my, if if you're going to say hello i might actually go very simple bold professional but if you say a up, i'll go bold on the other scale and use a, a very bold color
0: yeah what would you do if someone said hi would it be quite like a, a week
1: <laughs> it, 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 to me that's a mid that's a mid tone
0: oh playing it safe
1: playing it safe <laughs> yeah let's say we play it safe
0: okay <laughs>
1: Yeah, but then also like, is, are you t- are you going to show loyalty? Yeah, going to s- show you know, there's still that element of of friendliness.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'd I'd still go for it for a, some sort of mid colour. But then this is where I get so many colour palettes, and I do about four different options just yeah. to see just to see how that, and then imagine a message that's on there, and and put that on in, in the colour
0: yeah no it makes sense there's a lot that goes into it but um yeah I think um if you have any questions on color psychology and you want to get in touch with us and go through them a little bit more or if um, you'd like to have a round of Jim's quiz then um, get in touch with us at hello at so marketing.com